Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. We come now to the closing verses in the book of Philippians. It has been an exciting journey going through this little four-chapter book. And as we come to these closing verses, Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 to 23, we see how Paul really was thinking in his situation. You see, we've been talking about uh, the joy that Paul has had and and is man- manifesting in his circumstances. And his circumstances has been uh, not easy. They've been difficult. Here he is in a Roman prison toward the end of his ministry and in the in the closing um, period of his ministry. And he has been a faithful man of God, and he has uh, seen a lot uh, happen. Paul, really, humanly speaking, uh, is the one that uh, carried the message of the gospel outside of the land of Israel to the Gentiles, and he was responsible for the planting of churches all over uh, the uh, area, all over the region and, and, and around the known uh, world of his time. And now he is in these difficult circumstances. He is imprisoned in Rome. And yet, in this book that he writes to the Philippian church, there is joy and rejoicing all throughout. Uh, I just went back through the book again and counted uh, all the places where I had the words joy or rejoice underlined. Fifteen times I counted it in this uh, four-chapter book. Paul definitely knew joy, and his joy was in the Lord. In these closing verses, we see him talking about joy in God's provision. And in his in his particular circumstances at the time, uh, being a prisoner uh, in Rome, he, I'm sure, had personal needs. And yet, Paul had a perspective that I really want to have in my life. Let's look at uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 10, where he says, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at last you have revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned before, but you lacked opportunity or lacked uh, that particular season. So, Paul is uh, right off the bat rejoicing in the Lord. He's rejoicing for the Lord's provision, for for his provision. Uh, He recognized where his needs were ultimately met. His needs were ultimately met in the Lord. And he is here rejoicing in the Lord. And I like that uh, descriptive word, greatly. Uh, he, he greatly rejoiced in the Lord and uh, because he knew where, where uh, it all was coming from. He knew uh, which hand was, was actually feeding him. And as we go into verse 11, and, and in actually verses 11 through 13, the Apostle Paul um, really gets down to the bottom line. And, and it's where it really starts to challenge my heart. I'm talking about where I live on a regular basis, and I I just bet that it would challenge your heart too. Let's look at what he says in verse 11. He says, Not that I speak from want, 
uh, and that that uh, uh, from want or according to want or need. For I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. Wow. Paul said, I am not speaking out of a desire to have more. He's, as he is thanking the Lord for, for, for how he is providing, uh, he's saying, you know, I'm not speaking out of a desire for more. I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances that I find myself and where, wherever I am. Um, and then he goes on to define those circumstances. Um, but but that, that business of being content, it is a mindset that was satisfied, a mindset that was, in a sense, self-sufficient. In other words, um, he was not ultimately depending on other people, but his uh, dependence was on the Lord. And so he learned to be satisfied, contentment in whatever circumstances he found himself. And to be honest with you, and you want me to be honest with you, um, there have been many times in my life, in my 62 years, particularly in uh, p- at periods of my adult life, where I found myself in circumstances that I, uh, honestly, I, I wasn't content. I wasn't satisfied. I wasn't satisfied in the Lord. This is a challenging area uh, for me at times. Uh, and so here's what Paul said, whatever circumstances I'm in, I've learned to have a heart, a mindset, an attitude that is satisfied, that is self-sufficient in the sense that I'm relying on the Lord and, and not expecting others to come to my aid. So his circumstances are defined in verse, verse 12. He says, I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. So essentially, Paul says, I can work and live with both ends of the spectrum. I can go either way. I'm defining uh, what that means. I can be uh, uh, found in humble circumstances, humble means. He said, I can be hungry. I can be suffering need. I know how to be content when I have just humble means, when I am hungry, when I am suffering need. I can be content. There is a real challenge, folks. And, um, you know, in this day and time, we we really, uh, not many of us are really hungry. Not many of us really are suffering real need. I have been uh, in other places outside the, the borders of the United States of America, uh, Haiti, Mexico, and I've been in situations where people really were hungry, where people really were suffering need. And I've, I've seen believers that I've seen their joy in the Lord, and it put me to shame. It put me to shame because I live in a country and I think I have needs. Uh, Sometimes I think I'm hungry, but it's just uh, an appetite rising up. You know, uh, real hunger is when you've gone without food for for, uh, days and uh, your body is weak and and you there isn't food to be uh, uh, received, to be to be obtained. And Paul said, I know how to do that. On the other hand. Paul said that I know how to deal with prosperity, with being filled, 
with abundance. He used all of those words. That's the other end of the scale. I, I know what it's like to be blessed with, with a lot and uh, how to live with that. And, you know, there are people that are blessed with a lot that don't know how to live with that. Um, they, they, um, they don't treat it the way God would have them, have them to treat it. And Paul says, uh, wh- whether it's, it's on one end of the scale where I have nothing and I'm suffering need and I'm hungry, or it's on the other end of the scale where I have abundance and prosperity and I'm filled. He says, I know how to deal with it. I know how to be content. And, and the question is, all right, How? How is that all true? Well, verse 13, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. You know, we use that verse. I've claimed it as a life verse in the past, and sometimes I think we take it out of the context. In the context here, he's talking about being... He's talking about being filled and being content in whatever circumstances. In this particular context, he's saying here is is how I deal with the circumstances uh, of, of being filled or of being hungry. I can do all things, all of those things, hungry or prospering. I do it through him who strengthens me, through Christ who strengthens me. That was his secret. He said, I've learned a secret. The secret is, it's in the Lord. It's through Christ who gives me the strength, who gives me the ability to, uh, to be content. That's how I do it. Verses 14 to 16, though, you know, God does provide, and God has a method of providing, and here they are. Verse 14, uh, nevertheless, you have done well to share with me in my affliction. You yourselves also know, Philippians, that at the first preaching of the gospel after I left Macedonia, no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving but you alone. For even in Thessalonica, you sent a gift more than once for my needs. Did you hear that? God used the Philippian church to meet his needs, and that's how God does it. He uses us to meet the needs of others, and and there is a blessing in that. Verses 17 and 18 gives us the blessing that that, uh, we get by being used of God to provide. Verse 17, not that I seek the gift itself, but I seek for the profit which increases to your account. But I have received everything in full, and have an abundance I am amply supplied, having received from Epaphroditus uh, what you have sent, a fragrant aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. He said, look, here's the deal. Uh, the blessing is yours. He says, I'm not just looking for something for me. I want the blessing to be yours. It is a profit to your account. It's fruit to your account. Uh, Matthew six nineteen to 21 talks about laying up treasures, uh, not on earth, but in heaven. And as uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 7 to 9, 17 to 19 uh, says, Those of you that are rich, uh, be generous. It is fruit to your account. Um, and, and we are rich by the standards of the world. And God wants us to use the resources that he's put at our, our disposal to bless others and to bless the kingdom of God. And when we do, we're laying up treasure in heaven. There's fruit that, that accrues to our account. And that fruit is change in the lives of others. It is God working to change the lives of of others. God uh, blesses us that way. And look at verse 19. It says, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. 
And so the Lord blesses us uh, and he supplies our needs according, not out of. If it's out of, it would lower the amount that God has. And God's amount never lowers, but it's in proportion to what God has. God supplies our needs. He is the ultimate provider of our needs. And Paul knew that and he reminded the Philippians of that as, as well. And then who gets the glory in all this? Verse 20, now to our God and Father uh, is the glory forever and ever Amen. What a powerful, powerful statement. Then Paul simply closes this letter like this with final greetings. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. The Apostle Paul closes this letter out by again reminding them of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's been a joy going through this uh, book of Philippians and uh, sharing these verses. I hope that your heart is blessed and challenged and encouraged. And I would encourage you to go back and read through the book of Philippians. It doesn't take long. And let God speak to your heart. Well, until the next podcast, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.